This podcast is brought to you by Sarah Taylor, the author of a new book entitled Filters Shift, How Effective People See the World. Please join Sarah and Greg as they discuss her new book on podcast number 627. In the interview, they explore how each and every one of us has created filters and how these filters shape the way we see the world and how we interact with others. The effects of our unconscious behaviors can create tremendous challenges in our lives at work and at home. Learn how to retain your brain and become aware of your own biases and differences to allow for improved effectiveness. Please take a moment to listen to podcast number 627 with author Sarah Taylor about her new book, Filter Shift, How Effective People See the World. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg and host of Inside Personal Growth. I want to thank all my listeners, Mark, who come from around the world to listen to the words of wisdom from our authors. We've been on the air over 10 years now with over 640 podcasts in subject matters such as spirituality, personal growth, wellness, and mastery. Uh, and today I have joining me from Virginia is Mark Moore, and that's M-O-O-R-E. And for those of you who want to get some more information about Mark, you can go to his website, a stroke of faith.com. That is A S T R O K E of faith.com. That's Mark's website. Mark, thanks for being on Inside Personal Growth and taking a little time uh, to actually speak with my listeners. Thank you for having me today, Greg. Well, I appreciate it. And for my listeners, Mark is the author of a brand new book that just released called The Stroke of Faith A Stroke Survivor's story of a second chance at living a life of significance. Um, the book was just published by Faith Words, the division of Hache Books. And in this book, Mark tells his story about the medical crisis he experienced in 2007 when he suffered back-to-back strokes, almost lost his life. He also gives eyewitness to Mark's spiritual transformation um, from believing uh, that he was in charge of his life to knowing that God has control all along the way. And today we're going to be talking to Mark just a little bit about this experience that he had so you can get an idea of some of the things that Mark has learned. And Mark, you were kind of cruising along. You're a successful career guy, a family guy. You had great health, so you thought. And then all of a sudden one day, 10 years ago, you had two strokes consecutively at 46 which left you in a coma for a full month, actually, induced coma. Tell us a little bit about the incident and what you experienced and why this has had such a significant impact on you today and changed the course of your life. Oh, well, thank you, Greg. And you are correct. In 2007, I developed a blood deficiency and my blood began to clot. The clotting caused me to have my first stroke the Saturday before Mother's Day. And while still hospitalized, the Monday after Mother's Day, I suffered my second stroke. The second stroke led to some complications, and they had to perform major brain surgery. Um, I ended up being in a medically-induced coma for four weeks. I was in the hospital for six weeks, in a medically-induced coma for four of those six weeks. And when I woke woke up from the coma, I found myself with, with several deficits. I had lost peripheral vision on the left side had significant weaknesses on the left side, and I was not able to walk, which, in, which in this, those deficits necessitated me going through 60 days of rehabilitation 
uh, physical, occupational, and therapy, and and speech therapy to 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 regain my my functionality. So, Mark, what were the difficulties of recovering themselves? Obviously, this has been a, a huge spiritual event for you, an event which got you closer to God, which which made you more spiritual and realized that there's obviously something greater out there working in our behalf. Um, what have been some of the things you've experienced along the way that maybe you had some doubts about and that actually you have seen some miracles in your life? You know, excellent question. And I would say for me, you know, I always wondered how strong my faith was. And I wasn't in all my, as we say, spirituality. I wasn't sure how, how strong that really was. And as I went through this, this um, certainly journey, I think my my certainly spirit was was tested, and I realized that I had to rely, as you said earlier, that that you know I wasn't in control, um, and that God's in control every day. Um, and I would say by my actions, my wife and I we went to church on Sundays, um, but I would say my actions almost indicated that I thought Sunday was God's day, but I was in control the other six days. And I realized going through this process that God's in control every day. That's so true. And, you know, you articulate to the readers in your book that there's these six key insights that have helped you through your recovery, your journey. And I think this would be great tips for people. You know, we obviously have had people that go through major incidences in their life. These are life-changing events. These are things that change you significantly. What since the stroke are these key insights that really helped you recover, get yourself back on your feet, and have a stronger faith than you've ever had before? And thank you. Again, as I was writing the book, I was looking at the word stroke, S-T-R-O-K-E, and I said to myself, you know, each of those letters can certainly stand for something um, in terms of the journey that I went through. And as I looked at that, I said the letter S really stands for starting over because when you have a stroke they, they we like to use the term we go the new normal and that you know life is it's just you got to get used to the new normal whether it's driving your car or walking down the street or even getting to take a shower in the morning it feels different than it used to be so but this new it's the term the new normal and i use that s is really starting over it's almost like starting over the t I, I looked at the letter T, and I'm like, the T could stand for target. Instead of target, something you want to do. And as I went through this process, one of the things I, one of the targets I set was trying to run a 5K on the one-year anniversary, and I was successful in doing that. The other letter is R, and that was receive. As I went through this process, it's important to receive the help of others. In order to do that, we must be open and to let them in. And so that was, yeah, that that was the letter R. The letter O was an outlook, have an outlook, you know, in terms of where do I want to be? But I would also say be realistic in that outlook. The letter K was kneeling. Um, and, and by that, what I, we have to humble ourselves to go through this process. We have to get naked. Uh, recovering from a stroke is a very, very tough thing to do. In order to do that, we really must humble ourselves in order to go through this process. Because as I when I talk about that one, as I went through the recovery, one I mean, there's, you do a lot of things to recover, 
but the things are very humbling, and I think it's very, very important that we realize that as we go through the process. And the last letter, which is E, which stands for exert, and I think I mentioned, Greg, recovering from a stroke is hard work. And I tell people why I certainly look to my spirit a lot, make no mistake about it. There was also a lot of effort employed. It's a lot of work. Um, a lot of, in, in terms of some other illnesses, I won't say a lot, but some other illnesses, some people talk about recovery in terms of weeks or months. But when you're talking about a stroke, recovery is, 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 is talk, talked about in terms of, of years. It takes years to recover from a stroke. Mark, what do you believe that you personally had to let go of? Um, what I mean by that is we formulate beliefs and thoughts about how our world's going to be, about how things are going to turn out. We have certain expectations in life. People are trying to reach for goals. They've got them set. And then all of a sudden, something like this happens. What do you believe was the biggest thing that you let go of that gave you the relief in knowing that you were going to be okay no matter what? Well, excellent question. And I would say for me, the biggest thing I had to let go was control. Um, as a um, businessman, an entrepreneur, you know, I was used to being in control of everything, right? Um, and whether it's from a business standpoint and my personal life, you know, the college I went to, the things I wanted to do, I was in control. And I, honestly, and I always thought that if I worked hard, hard enough, you know, I could, I could, I could affect control over the outcome. And what I realized in going through the stroke, that, you know what, that's not always the case. And I certainly did not control this process. And I had to let go of that control and place my beliefs in something higher than me and, and, allow, and allow that process and that individual to control this process. And so going through this, obviously, it's 10 years ago, so you've had a lot of time to reflect on this, Mark, and time to write this book and get out this thing. How has the journey been um, since the stroke with your wife, your kids, your other relatives, people around you? What is it that, how is it that they look at you and how do you see them differently than you did before? Yeah, actually, it's been a wonderful journey. And I would say um, you, earlier you talked about those, those kind of six keys and, and taking those six letters in the word stroke and, and identifying what they can stand for. And one of those things were was um, receiving, and that is receiving the help of others. And and people, you know, I think most people when they have a stroke, people are willing to help them. I, I generally believe that. But some of the burden falls upon us as as a stroke survivor. We've got to be willing to receive those individuals. And and once I was willing to receive the help of my family, they were wonderful from day one. They treated my stroke as if it was our stroke. And what I, I'll give you two, a, a few examples here, Greg. When I was in the hospital for those six weeks and the four weeks in that medically-induced coma, my wife slept in the hospital room every day in a chair across from the bed just to make sure I was okay. And I, I told her, I go, that's pretty amazing. Not one night, every night, slept in the chair just to make sure I was okay. But then even after I left the hospital, Greg, when I went through rehab for 60 days, she would drive me down to the rehab facility three days a week. We'd be on it for four hours a day. I went through physical therapy. 
occupational therapy and speech therapy, um, and I would have at least two a day, and it would be hour-long sessions. And Greg, she sat in the back of the room, didn't say a word, just sat in the back room for an hour while she watched me struggle to try to walk again, tie my shoe again, use my left hand again, and and never and and I I I mention those things because that was part of possible to her treating my stroke as if it was our stroke. She didn't treat mm-hmm. like her husband. She was like, this is our stroke. And, and for her to sleep in a hospital room every night for six weeks and for two months to go down to rehab, you know, three days a week, four hours a day, and just sit in the back of the room and, and just watch me struggle, it, it's truly, it speaks to how, how, your, how your family and friends can help you, go through, help you as you go through this process. Well, now, Mark, one of the things that we're on this month is May is Stroke Awareness Month. And um, there's obviously warning signs, or hopefully there are. If you were to look back, um, what were some of these warning signs that you believed you missed and that you'd like to let people know about? Obviously, you're a big supporter of American Heart Association. You're a big supporter of uh, these organizations, which have helped to support you, I'm sure. Um, so tell our listeners about it a little bit more. Oh, and, and you're absolutely right, Greg. There are warning signs, and you're right. Uh, after having gone through this process, I've become an ambassador for the American Heart Association, and they have an acronym they call FAST, F-A-S-T. The F stands for facial drooping. The A stands for arm weakness. The S stands for speech difficulty. And the T stands for time to call 911. And that started before Mother's Day, Greg, when I was going to coach my son's baseball practice. Had I known that acronym that time, and I did not, but had I known it, that the A, the arm weakness, I could have realized that, you know what, I think I'm having a stroke. Had I known that acronym. So I would like for uh, the, your the people in your blog to realize that, you know what, learn that acronym, F-A-S-T, um, and if you have any of those facial drooping, arm weakness, or speech difficulty, then go right to T, which is time to call 911. Because what we what we've learned is that the quicker we can get to, the quicker we call 911, and the quicker we can get to the hospital, the better our chances of recovery. So true. And obviously, you're a walking example of somebody who made it through not only one but two uh, consecutive strokes, which is pretty unusual. Now. What do you want people, Mark, to take away from not only your story, but what you learned as a result of this? Is there any one thing or two things or three things you want them to learn? What do you want my listeners that are out there listening to us right now uh, to learn about you and this experience? What I would want people to take from this is the first thing is when you're going through difficult times, turn to your faith. You know, I read a book several years ago written by um, John Wooden, the legendary UCLA basketball coach, and he talked about when you go through difficult periods in your life, it turn to your three Fs, your faith, your family, and your friends. And I would tell people when we go through difficult times, turn to your faith. Now, we, we say that, but, Greg, what happens is when, when difficult times hit us, we don't turn to our faith. And I will tell our listeners, Day one, I did not do that. I didn't do it initially. Fortunately, I got there during the process, 
But day one, I did not do that. I was overwhelmed with the events of the other moment. I was overwhelmed with not being able to walk and not being able to use my left hand and just feeling sorry for myself. And that's what happens. That's the reality of it. But but we have to know that and put that aside and turn to our faith. And then the second thing I would, I would tell people, that those of us who suffered a stroke, you can recover. The fact of the matter is, I had two strokes and major brain surgery, but yet I've been afforded a full recovery. And so I want people to realize you can't recover. And Greg, it doesn't seem that way when you're going through it, when you're sitting there on Monday and you can't tie your shoe. And I can't remember Greg's name after five minutes. And you think to yourself, will this ever get better? You, and, and you think, boy, this won't get better. But I want I want the your blog um, um, readers to realize it will get better and it can get better. Well, it is certainly a, a good story to tell, and especially this being Stroke Awareness Month, Mark. And I want my listeners to know if they want to learn more about you, uh, again, they can go to your website. And that website for all my listeners is astrokeoffaith.com. There you can learn about Mark, about the book, um, his blog. You'll see a picture of him uh, finishing one of his 5Ks. Uh, He's got upcoming events listed there as well, uh, but really his story. And I want to encourage everybody to go out there, uh, get Mark's book. Um, You can learn more about the book itself, but you can order the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Indie, and ChristianBooks.com. Those are the four places where you can get it. And actually, Mark is available uh, for contact through his um, website as well. Um, And don't forget, this is the American Stroke Association, the American Heart Association, the Brain Entry Association of America, all of these places that could use your support um, and could use your help and donations. And I know Mark is definitely very uh, integrated with all of these nonprofits and helping them as well. Is there any parting words that you have for our listeners today, Mark, that you want to tell them? Uh, actually, you summed it quite well. The only thing I would say is, once again, is just to tell the listeners that when you go through, just turn to your faith, your spirit, and realize that, um, you know, it is possible to recover. And as you said, people would look at me and say, hey, it's someone of a miracle. And I don't know whether it's a miracle or not. But what I will tell people, you can recover from, from two strokes. Well, Mark, it's been a pleasure having you on. And again, for my listeners, uh, we've been on with Mark Moore, uh, joining us from Virginia. The new book is called A Stroke of Faith. You can get that at Amazon. Just type in A Stroke of Faith, and it'll come up by Mark Moore. A very, very fascinating story about someone who's traveled the journey of having a stroke, recovery from that stroke, and the lessons learned in the process. Um, Appreciate your time today. Mark, and being on with the listeners, um, sharing your story, and letting us learn a little bit more about how to have a strong faith in times when sometimes it feels almost impossible to do. Um, You're definitely a great example. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate the time.